Munting paalala, this episode of Hainayin na Tagam, the podcast contains violence, graphic discussions, and themes related to death. This might trigger and offend some of you, so a general trigger warning if you wish to continue listening to this. Listener's discretion is advised. The origins of the word excruciating, which we used to talk about the feeling of extreme pain, was derived from the Latin words for cross and crucify. Crucifixion is a method of execution that's supposed to cause agonizing pain, or simply the excruciating pain. Across different nations and civilizations, this became a practice of torture and execution. And even the Messiah of Christians didn't escape this. Episode 10 Death by Crucifixion Welcome aboard mga kabayo! This is Hainayan at Agham, the podcast. This is the podcast in which we will discuss biology and science-related topics, themes, articles, discoveries, knowledge, and everything and anything present on Earth, this solar system, and the universe. Because what? Science is around us. This podcast is created to provide additional information, factual discussion, and health exchange of ideas across different fields and disciplines related to life sciences. So, if you're interested in the contemporary discussions related to sciences and biology, hop on to our discussions, learn, argue, and harness critical thinking about the ins and outs, the facts and bluffs, the history, recent developments, and breaking news related to geeky science and stuff, Bring both ears and let's explore the world of science and biology around us. Welcome to Hainaya Natagham, the podcast. Magandang buhay mga kabayo! Welcome to another episode of Hainaya Natagham, the podcast. And welcome to episode number 10. Um, medyo, medyo atas pala ng energy ko dun sa introduction na yun. Medyo hindi in sync sa kung ano man yung mga magiging discussion natin dito. But, um, never mind. Um, kung napapansin ninyo sa background ko ngayon, um, merong mga nagpapasyon. And since malapit kasi ang bahay namin sa may chapel, marinig at marinig talaga natin to kapag naka-full-blown speaker sila habang nagpapasyon. And, yun, I guess, okay na rin yun no? para mas maramdaman ninyo kung ano nga ba talaga ang essence ng panahon na ito at ano nga ba ang madalas na nagiging tradisyon sa panahon ng Holy Week. And para mas maramdaman ninyo ang Holy Week, pag-usapan naman natin yung naging symbol na ng Christianity. Naging symbol na ng Catholicism, naging symbol na sa bawat bahay na probably ay sinusuot pa rin ng ilan sa inyo, sa ilan sa mga nakikinig. And for Catholics, we are doing this before we start a prayer and after every prayers and that is the sign of the cross. In this episode, ang magiging focus talaga natin is the symbol na ginagamit na ngayon ng Catholicism and even ng Christianity and that is the cross. But technically, hindi natin pag-uusapan kung ano nga ba talaga ang origin ng cross or kung ano nga ba ang um, religious significance ito but rather ang pag-uusapan natin ay ano nga ba nangyayari sa isang tao kapag siya ay nag-undergone ng crucifixion 
yun ang focus natin ngayon, okay? This is not a religious podcast, but rather this is a science podcast. And pag-usapan natin ngayon kung ano nga ba nangyari sa katawan ng isang tao kapag siya ay napako sa krus. So, crucifixion could be defined as a method of execution by which a person is hanged, usually by their arms from a cross or similar structure until death. It has been used in many parts of the world and in many time periods but perhaps well known today as a cruel method of social control and punishment in the Roman Empire around 2,000 years ago. So, in the case of crucifixion, it can actually be done by utilizing only poles kahit na walang horizontal beam na paglalagyan ng braso o kaya naman ng kamay na kung sino man yung um, mag-undergo ng punishment na yon. Okay? Crucifixion could be done with the use of just a vertical pole or pwede rin naman na katulad nung alam natin um, that is being utilized in the Christianity which is the one that is possessing horizontal pole or yung letter T or small letter T na shape when it comes to that cross. Well, um, crucifixion is somewhat described as a slow, public, and humiliating punishment which is also deterrent for people to avoid doing crimes. That's the thing about um, crucifixion. Long before Jesus Christ, crucifixion na ang ginagawa sa mga tao na nagkakasala and dinidisplay talaga yung katawan nila in public, na makikita talaga ng public. And unlike doon sa mga depiction na nakikita natin na meron silang suot na salawal or meron silang balabal, well, crucifixion is actually done not in that case, but rather, talagang nakabear. Wala silang suot na kahit na ano, para lang silang daing na iniwan sa... Um, init ng araw, nakabilad sila dun uh, until they expire which lasts for around 6 hours up to 4 days kung talagang kakayanin ng katawan ng tao na yun na magstay or mabuhay sa ganong condition. Well, all throughout history, crucifixion was most frequently used to punish political or religious agitators, pirates, slaves, or those who had no civil rights. And it originated in Persia before 500 to 400 BC and it is introduced to the Assyrians and Babylonians by 300 BC and one of the very first documented case of crucifixion was actually during the time of Darius I of Persia so during the year 519 BCE Darius I king of Persia crucified 3000 political opponents in Babylon and another case na related din with crucifixion in the year 88 BCE Janaeus, the Judean king and high priest crucified 800 Pharisaic opponents and about 32 CE Pontius Pilate according to the Bible had Jesus of Nazareth put to death by crucifixion well, kung i-consider natin kung paano nga ba talaga ito nakarating sa Roman Empire or sa Mediterranean Sea um, it is actually related with Alexander the Great, since Alexander the Great brought it to the Eastern Mediterranean countries by the 4th century BC. Pero sinasabi ng ilang mga historians na it is actually the Phoenicians who actually introduced that method of execution to the Romans during the 3rd century BC. It was virtually never used in pre-Hellenic Greece, kaso nagkaroon ng isang account sa Herodotus na sinabi niya na even this mode of execution was actually done by Greeks, kaso um, wala nang masyadong na-account pang details regarding this, pero kasi mostly sa mga Romans talaga ito somewhat coined or related. Then, kung tutuusin, 
ang mga Romans, they really perfected crucifixion for 500 years until it was abolished by Constantine I in the 4th century AD. At isa na nga sa mga casualties nito ay ang Messiah of the Christians and the Catholics. Well, ganun nga ba talaga katindi ang crucifixion? Well, kung tutusin, sobrang daming iba't ibang modes of torture and execution talaga all throughout the history. But according to the Roman philosopher and statesman Cicero, he mentioned that crucifixion is a more cruel and disgusting punishment. Well, ang pagdating kasi kay crucifixion, talagang nakabear lahat sa'yo at makikita talaga ng maraming tao at talagang iwasan nila na magkasalak at ayaw kasi nila na matulad sila sa'yo. Since crucifixion would be a slow and very painful death. Well, hindi naman ito katulad ng nasa Passion of the Christ na meron darating na mga uwak at papatayin kung sino man yung mga nakalagak doon sa mismong cross na yon. No, that is not that visual, that is not that graphic. But rather, sobrang tagal, sobrang agonizing, sobrang excruciating ng pain na mararamdaman mo. Kaya nga doon nang galing ang word na excruciating from the cross or crucifixion. Kasi... Ganun katindi ang pain na mararamdaman mo. It is a prolonged pain. Hindi lang yan yung isang snap, tapos na kaagad ang paghihirap mo. Nope. Ang reason kung bakit nga ba matindi, masaklap ang mga nangyayari sa mga tao na nag-undergo ng crucifixion, it is actually because of that prolonged agony. That certain type of pain na masakit, matagal, at hindi ka agad mawawala. Crucifixion in Roman times was actually applied mostly to slaves, disgraced soldiers, Christians, and foreigners. And sobrang rare lang sa mga Roman citizens, maliban na lang talaga kung dinisrespect mo sila. Because usually, mas pinipili ng ilang mga tao dito ang mode of execution by means of drinking poison o kaya naman ay iba pang, iba't iba pang uri ng um, Roman tortures. Then, Ilan din sa mga examples natin ng crucifixion na medyo related sa crucifixion rather, they are actually known as the impalement o kaya naman sila ay sinasaksak o kaya naman sila ay nilalagay sa isang tubo. Then, dahil sa tinutusok sila from their inus, okay? Tinutusok sila from that part. Then, sila ay nakahang lang um, vertically from the ground. Unti-unti nitong kinakrush yung kanilang internal organs o kaya naman in some cases, another form of quote-unquote crucifixion or torture device or torture method na medyo malap sa crucifixion, tinatali lang nila sa isang pole yung nagkasala at iniiwan na mamatay. Para kangalan ng iwan ng jerky, para kangalan ng iwan ng daing na bangos. Okay, ganun ang ginagawa nila. Well, since sobrang rich na nga ng history ng crucifixion, meron talagang iba't ibang ways na kung paano nga ba maaaring i-execute ang crucifixion. Well, the beam or the pole na kung saan ginagamit ang pagdating sa crucifixion, meron talaga itong tatlong klase. Um, the first one, the most simple type of beam na ginagamit pagdating sa crucifixion, it is known as crux simplex. So, crux simplex, it is actually a pole without horizontal beam. Literal na isa lang siyang poste na vertical na nakatayo. Where the hands are nailed above the head. Okay? Usually, ang crucifixion ay nangyayari. Obviously, gumagamit sila dito ng sobrang laking nail. Then, pinapako ang kamay. 
the palms o kaya naman the wrist. Okay? Depende na lang sa kung ano nga ba ang pwede mag-support sa katawan ng tao. Then, another part na kanilang um, ini-impale, it is also the feet. Pwedeng sa tarsals o kaya naman sa part ng kanilang metatarsals. Depende na nga lang sa kung anong part ng katawan ang kaya makapag-hold ng weight. So, that's the first type of crucifixion. By utilizing crux simplex or isa lang pole. Then, the second one, gumagamit naman sila ng crux comisa. Yung crux comisa, ito naman yung kasing shape ng capital letter T. So, kung meron tayong vertical beam, merong horizontal beam na nakalagay lang sa ibabaw or shape nga ito ng capital letter T. Na kung saan yung beam naman ay nasa taas nung vertical na yon na vertical pole natin, and then meron ditong horizontal pole na kung saan din na itinatali yung kamay. Okay? So, that is crux comisa. Then, yung pinaka-common naman na alam natin, it is known as crux imisa. Crux imisa is the common cross na related na ngayon with Christianity. Yung nakikita ninyo na parang small letter T, that is crux comisa na kung saan. Ang ginagawa naman ngayon kay crux imisa, usually inilalagay dun sa pinakataas kung ano nga ba yung pangalan, kung ano nga ba yung pagkakasala nung mismong tao na ine-execute nila. Okay? Or merong label, kung tutuusin, pagdating dito kay Crux Imisa. Usually, the Crux Imisa is being utilized for capital punishments. Since meron nga itong label, nakalagay kung ano man yung naging pagkakasala ng tao na yon and even his name, and even his family's name, it is actually being utilized for humiliation para dun sa family na yon. Okay? For people to be aware na kapag nagkasala kayo, Ganto ang possible na mangyari sa inyo. And ito na nga naging symbol ng Christianity. Well, kung tutusin, archaeologists only unearthed one case of crucifixion on Crux Imisa by the time of Jesus' crucifixion. And according to the findings, ito yung mga na-observe nila doon. Um, they found out that the legs were affixed on one nail and hands are tied on the cross and that person na na-crucify on that Crux Imisa died because of asphyxiation. Then kung tutusin, ano nga ba talaga ang anatomy? Or ano nga ba nangyayari sa katawan ng tao kapag siya ay nakakrucify? Okay, so when it comes to the anatomy of crucifixion, paano nga ba nilalagay yung katawan ng isang tao sa cross? Well, obviously, they are going to nail that person first on the wrist. Kung i-consider natin yung anatomy ng kamay natin, okay? So, for beginners, ano-ano nga ba yung mga buto na meron dito sa kamay natin? So, dun sa ating mga fingers, okay? Kung itipraise yan, ito yung ating mga phalanges, okay? Then, sa palm natin, ito naman yung mga tinatawag natin na metacarpals. Then, on our wrist, babalang lang ng mismong palad natin, ito naman yung mga carpals natin, okay? Dun usually na inilalagay ang pako, which is usually made out of iron, na sobrang laki na kaya nitong impale at tumagos dito sa mismong wrist at bumaon dun sa mismong ginagamit na wood. So, kapag kinonsider natin ngayon yung nail na yon nilalokay talaga ng mga Romans yung region na kung saan tinatawag natin na Deston Space. O ito yung space na present ngayon sa junction ng Pisiform, Triketral, Lunate, and Capitate ito yung iba't ibang tawag doon sa mga carpals that are actually present here on our wrist. 
doon nila nilolocate ngayon. And, now, saan nga ba malolocate yung distant space? The distant space, dito sa mismong risk natin, it is actually near or parallel dun sa ating, kung itetrace ninyo, it is actually near to our ring finger, both on left and right. Then, pagdating dito sa may part ng wrist na ito, that is actually the portion na kung saan nila inilalagay ang pako since that is actually the location down na kung saan kayang i-hold yung weight ng upper body of that person. But some physicians actually argue with this, na kinoconsider nila dito that some of the nails ay maari talagang ipako dun sa junction naman ng carpals and radius. Which will now sever the median nerve. Na kapag na-sever yung median nerve, hindi mo na ma-oppose yung mga thumbs mo since na-severed na nga ito at it will actually cause a lot of pain. And in some cases nga, um, even nawawalan din ang sensation na sa mismong kamay. Now other than the pagpapako dun sa wrist nung tao na ilalagay sa cross, ang second part naman na pinapako nila, it is the feet. Okay? Binabound nila ngayon yung feet. Usually, pinapako nila yung paan ng tao dun sa part ng second and third metatarsals. Okay? Then, kapag ipinako dun sa mismong cross, obviously, magkapatong yan, dalawang paan na yan, either left or right, ang nasa ibabaw, wala silang pakialam dun. Basta, importante dito is that it won't actually be straight. Well, kung tutusin, ang depiction that we can actually see in the media and even sa mga churches, na kung saan nakastraten ng talaga yung lower extremity ng isang tao kapag pinapako sa cross is not actually the case. But rather, kapag sila ay pinako, nagkakaroon ng bend sa kanilang knees na kung saan yun na yung bend ngayon na kung saan nagsusupport sa upper portion or sa upper extremity ng tao na yun. Which will actually be the reason kung bakit nga ba mas matindi ang suffering ng mga tao na nag-undergun ng crucifixion na kung saan ang weight ng kanilang katawan ay mapupunta sa portion na yun. Na kailangan talaga nilang literal na gumalaw do sa mismong cross para sila ay makahinga. Okay? Well, other than the um, impalement of the second and third metatarsals, yung na-excavate ngayon ng mga archaeologists na type ng crucifixion and katulad ng nakalagay dun sa ating Hainayan Weekly na ginawa kong teaser poster, um, that is actually an archaeological find na nakita nila na sa Calcaneus naman or sa Darjus Tarsal or sa Hill Bone or yung tinatawag natin na sakong, dun naman ipinapako ngayon yung paa ng mga nag-undergo ng crucifixion. Okay? But same case, the legs are bent of the one that is hanged on the cross. At yun yung magdadala ngayon ng weight ng kanyang buong katawad. Imagine the pain. Imagine the suffering kapag siya itinayo na vertically from that cross. Now, kung i-consider naman natin ngayon ang pathology when it comes to crucifixion, Um, just like what I stated earlier, that usually occurs after 6 hours to 4 days and it is actually due to multifactorial pathology. Um, ano-ano nga ba yung mga naging cause ngayon ng death when it comes to someone na nag-undergo ng crucifixion? Well, isa sa mga reasons kung bakit nga ba namamatay ang mga tao na nasasubject sa crucifixion is actually not because of the crucifixion itself, but rather the after effects of compulsory scourging or ang pagbubugbog dun sa tao na yun due to torture. 
na in some cases nagkakaroon ng hemorrhage and even dehydration that can cause hypovolemic shock and pain. Or kapag sinabi natin hypovolemic shock, ito na yung pagkawala ng at least 20% of the blood that could lead to organ failure. Then, the most common cause naman ng death kapag kinoconsider natin yung tao ngayon na um, nasubject na sa crucifixion and siya na ay na-display for public view, it is actually because of progressive asphyxia. Or it is now the time in which the body is having deficient supply of oxygen and nagkakaroon na ngayon ng abnormal breathing. Then, maari din kasi nitong ma-impair ang respiratory movement. Then, if we're going to consider the death, um, was probably common precipitated by cardiac arrest caused by vasogeal reflexes or by fainting and severe pain. Well, usually the Romans, binabali pa nila yung buto nung tao that is already in the cross para mas mapabilis ang kanilang pagkamatay. Well, in some cases naman kasi talaga, hindi nila yung ginagawa since they want the person to suffer. But in some cases, kung gusto nila na mas mapabilis ang process, kapag kasi nabalian ng buto, well, may hirapan na isustain nung tao na yun yung kaniyang breathing. At since hindi na masusupport ng lower body or ng lower extremities yung kanyang upper body for him to have proper breathing. Since nakagapos na nga o kaya naman nakapako yung kanyang mga kamay. Then, if we're going to proceed with the specifics, okay? Now, based on the source na nakuha ko, that is actually related to the um, different things na nangyayari sa katawan ng isang tao kapag siya ay nasubject sa crucifixion, these are actually the different things that will happen to his body. Well, the first one, the victim's knees were flexed at about 45 degrees and was forced to bear the weight with the muscles of his thighs, which is not a position that is possible to maintain for more than a few minutes without severe cramps in the muscles of the thigh and cuff. So, kung tutusin, para kayong nakasquats dito, not for one minute, not for two minutes, but rather for more than six hours to four days, depende sa kung gaano kakayanin ng katawan ninyo. Then, as the strength of the muscles of the lower limbs tired, the weight of his body has to be transferred to his wrist, his arms, and his shoulders. So, ganun yung nangyari. Kapag nag-weaken na yung lower extremities mo, since yun nga ang pinakauna magsusupport sa upper body mo, ang mangyayari na dito ay malilipat na ngayon yung um, pressure dun sa iyong wrist, na kung saan yun na nga talaga ang nakapako sa mismong cruise. Okay? Then, Within a few minutes of being placed on the cross, the shoulders were almost certainly dislocated. Kasi nga, because of the weight of her body, ito na ay nagkakaroon na extreme pressure sa mga joints mo. And in some cases, kapag sobra na yung na-experience ng upper body mo, there is actually a possibility na mag-pop yung shoulders mo. Madislocate yan. Then, after the wrist, elbows, and shoulders were dislocated, the weight of the body on his upper limbs caused traction force on the pectoralis major muscles of the chest wall. Dahil sa traction forces na yun, the ribcage will be pulled upwards and outwards in a most unnatural state in a permanent position. At yun na magiging cause ngayon na kung bakit nga ba nahihirapan ng huminga ang tao na subjected to crucifixion. Na para siya ay makahinga, kailangan niyang i-push down yung nails on the feet and raise his body. 
So ito yung na-mention ko kanina na kailangan talagang gumalaw ng tao kung gusto pa talaga niyang lumaban para sa kanyang buhay. Kailangan niyang gumalaw, kailangan niyang i-support yung kanyang upper body para siya ay makahinga ng mabuti. After some hours after the crucifixion, the victim will definitely be less able to bear the weight of his legs as his thighs and calf muscles become increasingly exhausted. Well, in some cases, the Romans could actually prolong the pain for days by erecting a platform or ito yung mga napapansin natin na platform or yung tinatapakan ngayon nandun sa mismong paanan nung mga um, subject sa crucifixion. Well, it won't actually do much kung titignan natin mabuti but actually it can do a lot na kapag tinuntungan yun, well, it can now support the upper body. Mas mapapadali na ngayon yung paghinga ng tao na yun. But, well, kung gusto talaga mag-suffer ng mga Romans, kung sino man yung nakasubject dun sa crucifixion na yun, hindi nila lalagyan ng ganong material, hindi nila lalagyan ng ganong piece of wood. Hayaan na nila na mag-suffer na mag-suffer hanggang sa ito ay mamatay. In some cases, um, kahit na meron silang inilalagay na beam dun sa paanan ng tao na yun, minsan ang mga Romans, binabali din nila yung buto. Okay? they tend to break the tibia, fibula ng tao na yun para hindi niya mas masupport yung kanyang upper body. Well, obviously, the torture and the horrors of crucifixion ay tumitindi na lang. Depende na lang sa kung gaano talaga katindi ang ginawa mo dun sa nagpasubject sa'yo to crucifixion. Then, kung tutusin, kung pipiliin ng mga Roman soldiers na yun na baliin yung buto ng tao na yun, that person would actually suffocate in a matter of minutes kasi hindi na nga niya masusupport ngayon yung kanyang upper body na kung saan may rapan na siyang huminga and even yung kanyang mga muscles and even the ribcage would not be able to expand. So, ganun nangyari. So, that person would definitely die due to asphyxiation. Then, if the Romans ay hindi naman nila pinagpatuloy yung pagbali dun sa legs or sa tibia at fibula or yung buto na pressing nga sa legs ng tao na yun. Then what are the other things na, ma- na possible na mangyari dun sa isang victim na yun? Well, in addition, because his restricted respiratory movements, his blood carbon dioxide level began to rise and nagkakaroon na ngayon ng condition na tinatawag natin na hypercapnia. Then the rising carbon dioxide level stimulates the heart to beat faster in order to increase the delivery of oxygen and the removal of carbon dioxide. So, ang nangyayari na ngayon sa mismong katawan ng tao na yun ay nagkakaroon ng domino effect ngayon. And in some cases, the respiratory center in the victim's brain sent urgent messages to his lungs to beat faster and the victim began to pant. Or siya na ngayon ay hihingalin or mas lalong bible sa kanyang paghinga which will cause more tremendous excruciating pain. Then the twin forces of apoxia, which is now the point na kung saan sobrang konti na oxygen na press sa kanyang katawan and hypercapnia na sobrang dami ng carbon dioxide na press sa kanyang katawan causes heart to beat faster and faster and that victim can develop tachycardia. Or ito na yung moment kung saan more than 100 beats na ang nangyayari sa kanyang puso. Na ang pulse rate nga ng tao na, na subject dun sa crucifixion, maaaring umabot ng 220 beats per minute. The maximum normally sustainable na heartbeat. 
bago mag-collapse talaga yung puso. Because of the twin forces of hypoxia and hypercapnia, or hypoxia, yun yung sobrang little na amount na oxygen. Then, as I mentioned earlier, the hypercapnia, ito naman yung sobrang daming carbon dioxide na sa dugo, will cause the heart to beat faster and faster. And that victim will now develop tachycardia. Or ito na yung sobrang bilis ng pagtibok ng puso. More than 100 beats per minute. And the pulse rate could reach a maximum of 220 beats per minute. Then, his blood pressure will surely fall alarmingly and roughly around 80 over 50. Yun na yung kanyang magiging blood pressure when it comes to the systolic and diastolic pressure. Then the body of that victim would now be subjected to the first degree shock which includes the following. First one, the hypovolemia or sobrang babang blood volume. Then even tachycardia or excessive fast heart rate. And even tachyponia which is now the excessive fast respiratory rate. And hyperhidrosis which is now excessive sweating. Also, the lungs will probably begin to fill with pulmonary edema. Or, unti-unti na nagkakaroon ngayon ng fluid yung kanyang baga. And dahil sa nagkakaroon na nga ng fluid ang kanyang baga, mas lalo na siyang mahirapan ngayong huminga. And he is now already compromised. Nandun na siya sa point ngayon of no return. When it comes to the presence of heart failure and even respiratory failure. And since his heart is already overworked, this person will now develop... Hemopericardium or ito na yung kung saan yung plasma and blood will now gather on the space around his heart or yung tinatawag natin na pericardium. Then this fluid around his heart, then magde-develop na siya ngayon na tinatawag natin na cardiac tamponade na kung saan yung fluid around his heart prevented the heart from beating properly. And because of the increasing physiological demands on his heart and the advanced state of hemopericardium, He probably eventually sustained cardiac rupture in which his heart will literally burst and this will now be the cause of his death. If that person would not die because of asphyxiation, he would die because of cardiac and respiratory failures. So that's the thing about crucifixion. Long, agonizing, excruciating humiliating pain. Yun ang naramdaman ngayon. Yun ang naranasan ng lahat ng mga taon na subject sa gantong mood ng execution and torture. Well, hindi ba kung tutuusin, sobrang grabe na na-experience sa mga tao that will be subjected to crucifixion. Very long, painstaking, agonizing, excruciating pain. And I agree with Cicero that it is one of the most cruel and disgusting way to punish someone. And gladly, it is already abolished by Constantine I. And since nasa discussion na rin naman tayo ng crucifixion, let's now talk about the disturbing cases of crucifixion and that were actually documented. Well, now let's consider the case of Eulalia of Barcelona experienced crucifixion at the age of 13. At the age of 13, Eulalia suffered 13 different types of tortures. Well, according to the documents na kung saan pinapakita ngayon na kung paano nga ba siya na-considered as the very first saint of Barcelona, 
she is actually a young girl with independent mindset that she don't need the Roman Emperor during that time, Diocletiano, who doesn't like Christians, to tell her who to worship. Ano-ano nga ba yung 13 tortures na experience ni Eulalia of Barcelona? The first one, it is imprisonment in a tiny prison. The second one, being whipped. Number three, tearing her skin in strips. Number four, making her walk barefoot on burning embers. Number five, cutting off her breast. Number six, rubbing her wounds with rough stones. Number seven, branding her with cast iron. The eighth one, throwing boiling oil. The ninth, torture. Throwing molten lead. The tenth, submerged in burning lime. Eleventh, locked in a flea box. Twelfth, rolled down a hill naked in a barrel full of knives, swords, and glass. And the thirteenth, crucified in the form of a cross. She suffered all of these tortures at the age of thirteen. And after she died, after being crucified, she was decapitated. Sobrang daming pinagdaanan ng batang ito bago siya mamatay. Well, now she is deemed as a saint in Barcelona. The very first um, child saint in Barcelona. Other than the case of Eulalia of Barcelona, we also have here the case of Servan Sakichi. Well, actually, um, kung isa-search ninyo to sa um, Google, makita ninyo yung sobrang disturbing na photo of Servan Sakichi, which is um, a photograph na kuhanan during the year um, 1860s na kung saan, according to this, uh, well, actually, meron dalawang kwento dito eh. Um, the first one, um, that Servan Sakichi was actually executed by the Japanese Spread Eagle Crucifixion na kung saan, unlike nung common na crucifixion na nakabound ang paa, literal na magkahiwalay ito or nakaspread yung kanyang legs dun sa cross na yon. Pero nakatali yung kanyang arms. Okay? Sobrang disturbing na image na even makikita rin ninyo dito na merong mga decapitated head dun sa kanyang harapan. Um, according to the first story, this servant Sakichi at the age of 25 was killed for killing Nikisasuro, the son of his master, Noisuke, in the village of Kiso. Well, on the second story naman na nakuha ko from a Reddit post, um, the convict was Sokichi, a 25-year-old shop employee. Then he brought a band of robbers into the shop and they killed the shop owner and the owner's family. While other robbers were simply beheaded, Sokichi was sentenced to crucifixion because murdering his master was considered as a specially serious crime that deserves the extreme penalty. The location is reported as Kurayamizakya or another way of writing also known as Yokohama. So, ito yung mga details pagdating do sa photo na yon. I'm not sure which one of this is actually verified since this is Reddit. And if you're going to consider this image sobrang disturbing niya, well, I might actually post this on... Um, well, obviously, with viewer's discretion, pagdating sa ating socials for Hainayan at Akama. Well, uh, just wait for those photos or I could give you the link if you're going to DM me or message me. Obviously. Okay? So, other than the case of Yulalia of Barcelona and Servan Sokichi, there's also now the case of the 
Burma Crucifixion, which is also available yung mga images in Google. Okay, so based on the photo na nakuha ko, which also I'm going to post in the social of Hainayan at Agham, or according to the caption in this photo, the Daikuti of India and Burma were members of murderous band of thieves and bandits who terrorized the local populations. Torture was often used to extract information where people had hidden their valuables. Then, the victims, you might kita ninyo dun sa photo, the victim seems to be suffering from sun exposure with protruding tongue. The partner that is present on the right seems to be suffering breathing problems. So, yun yung photo that is actually present here na this is actually a dicot style na kung saan yung mga bandits na ito ay kapag tinerrorize nila isang population para makuha yung information kung saan nga ba nila tinatago yung kanilang mga valuables ay tinatorture nila yung mga tao na yun by that means of crucifixion. The last one, it is actually the crucifixion when it comes to Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia, the practice of crucifixion refers to the court-ordered public display of the body after execution, along with the separated head if beheaded. So, in the case of the crucifixion in Saudi Arabia, um, hindi siya katulad ng crucifixion na kung saan magsasuffer talaga yung tao by a torture o kaya naman because of excruciating pain. This means of crucifixion is now actually the public display ngayon nung katawan nung kanilang nabihead or nung kanilang pinatay. After the process of execution, kung nagkaroon man sila ng treason, kung nagkaroon man dito ng murder, na the reason for them to be convicted of that certain type of crime para sila ay mapatawan ng kamatayan, yun ang ginagawang means ng government nila to show their body at balaan yung kanilang mga citizens not to do those horrendous crimes. Ang ginagawa nila dito, dinisplay nila yung katawan, usually being hanged, not on a pole, but rather nakahang lang siya sa, na, nakahang lang siya somewhere. Then, naka-expose ngayon yung katawan, then, in some cases, kinakabit uli nila yung ulo after nila tong pugutan. And, in the case of a photo, um, obviously, once again, I share ko uli sa inyo. It actually shows five decapitated bodies hanging from horizontal pole with their heads wrapped in bags. The beheading and crucifixion took place in front of the university in Jizan where students were taking exams and it is usually taking place in public squares para maipakita sa lahat ng mga tao na kapag ginawa nyo to, gantong uri ng krimen, maaaring ganito ang kahantungan ninyo. Okay, so that's the thing about um, Saudi Arabian crucifixion. It isn't actually the crucifixion that they tortured talaga nila yung tao, but rather, they already killed, but publicly displayed. So, to simply cap of this episode, I actually have here a short list ng kung sino-sino nga ba ang mga saints in the Catholic religion na kung saan nag-undergone ng same fate as Jesus by means of crucifixion. So, the first one, we have here Saint Simeon, which was the second bishop of Jerusalem and was crucified by Roman Ponconsul Tiberius Claudius Atticus Herodes in Jerusalem. Then, the second one, St. Peter, the apostle, requested to be crucified upside down because he did not feel worthy to imitate Jesus' death. 
Then, we also have St. Paul Miki was arrested with fellow Catholics in Japan during the 16th century and they were crucified near Nagasaki. And lastly, St. Andrew the Apostle requested to be crucified in the shape of an X as he did not feel worthy to die in the same manner as Christ. So that's it. That's the end of our episode. And congratulations kung umabal kayo sa last part ng episode natin. Even though our discussion became very gruesome at I guess medyo jam-packed. Sobrang daming mga kailangang i-unload. Well, kung gusto ninyo magbanlaw, just listen to other episodes of Hainahin at Tagham. Happy Holy Week, I guess. If you have comments, questions, clarifications, and suggestions for future topics or want to collaborate with Sir Red, you can reach him through the socials of Hainaya Natagham, the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hainaya Natagham. Or you can just send an email at hainayanatagham at gmail.com. And please listen and support other local Pinoy podcasts like Podsurfing, a new podcast hosted by Choi that discusses about podcasts in general and how different podcasters think and exert effort in creating their contents. Coping with Carissa, a show that talks about life and how to cope with it in the perspective of a bona fide millennial. We also have Kung Saan Saan Podcast, a podcast about travel, lifestyle, religion, spiritual journey, and life in general, hosted by another millennial, Darby. The Philippine Camper Stories by our Campmaster Earl, isang podcast tungkol sa mga kwentong bumuo ng ating nakaraan, pakinggan natin ang mga kwentong puno ng kababalaghan at misteryo na humalo sa kultura, kasaysayan at kamalayan nating mga Pilipino. You can also give a listen to Cinefiles, hosted by two unreliable hosts, Jerfy and Ron, in which they talk about movies, films, and anything and everything about that stuff. And also, The Stories I Wish You Heard, by City Boy, where he reads his entries from his blog, City Songs. He also have episodes where he unravel and discuss the themes present in these stories. If you want to engage and interact with me, you can give me a follow on my Twitter and Instagram page, and that is at Red Anatomy. Muli, ito ang inyong gurong lakan from Bulacan, Sir Red, and this is Hainayan na Tagham, the podcast. Hainayan, magpakailanman. Paalam! Paalam!